Good show. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live on election night from Cowboys quarterback tryouts. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, I'm a little surprised the trade deadline passed this afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern time, without the Cowboys trying to make a move. I mean, I guess the 49ers were out with uh, C.J. Beathard after their uh, Jimmy Garoppolo injury over the weekend, but I'm a little surprised they didn't try to get a Ryan Fitzpatrick or an A.J. McCarron or somebody like that. Anybody, literally anybody. I got, I got to say, the first thing I thought when I saw Jimmy Garoppolo limping off the locker room was, damn it, we can't trade for C.J. Beathard now. <laughs> I might have been the only person in the world who thought that, but here we are. <laughs> if, if the price were right, maybe. But, yeah, the, the uh, trade deadline is uh, largely a dud. I mean, I wouldn't exactly consider uh, deals for Isaiah Ford and DeAndre Washington uh, – Big deals. I had I had that whole set up. The NFL trade deadline deal is a topic for tonight's show, but I think we can pretty yeah. safely skip that because there wasn't really yeah. anything of any consequence done. I mean, it seemed. I, I guess everybody decided they wanted to make their deals earlier so you can get people through the quarantine period, and I get that. But I thought there'd be something. That, I mean, the Cowboys desperately needed a lot of things. I'm surprised the Eagles didn't do something. Either decide they were a buyer or a seller, uh, but. I mean, the biggest move the Cowboys made was bringing Cooper Rush again, but we'll get there in a minute. I imagine that probably next week's show we'll we'll have it, it'll be more draft or uh, deadline related than this week's, just because of the guys who are like Vic Beasley that are getting released and are going to be out there on waivers. Uh, so we'll see some new faces on new teams, but not so much today. Like you said, really, the Dolphins were the the biggest movers and shakers today. Um, most of the trades over the last couple of weeks were defensive players, and since we're primarily offensively minded here, <laughs> they're, they're not a and huge offensive. impact. But yeah, we're also that. Um, but the the Dolphins, you know, moving Isaiah Ford to the Patriots, you know, the the biggest thing since Wes Welker uh, in the division and bringing DeAndre Washington, it just it it didn't really get you fired up. Maybe it did if you're a Dolphins fan. But uh, even or if now, you were Isaiah Ford. So. Yeah, I mean, is it, well, he he was Ryan Fitzpatrick's guy, and with two under center, I, I guess his value sort of decreased for the Dolphins. So that's pretty telling there. Yep. So anyway, here yeah. we are. Here we are, uh, and we do, uh, as always, have a jam-packed show for you tonight. We're going to give you a nice hour-long break from the rest of the world. Um, the only thing you're going to have to worry about here is the fact that Blue the Kitten is still on IR. That's really our biggest concern. The rest of the world can just wait a little while. We've got bigger fish to fry Did here. anything happen today besides the trade <laughs> deadline? Uh, no. No, it's it's pretty quiet on, you know, in the U.S., planet Earth. I haven't been out of the house on. all day. Yeah. I haven't been out of the house in, like, okay. months. <laughs> but, no. but we uh, we've got everything you need to guide your team to victory this week. Uh, we've got who to start, who to sit. Obviously, the injury report is coming your way shortly. Uh, it's not a short one. And we've got our game predictions, waiver wire pickups, daily fantasy picks, all that good stuff. And, of course, uh, we have a couple of teams on by this week, so we'll tell you who to pick up there. And like uh, Sherpa alluded to, we've got some holes due to injuries. So we'll, we'll get to all that for you shortly. We'll be here for the full hour. We're here a little earlier this week since there's – little election going on tonight uh so we're we're checking in early we'll be here until 8 30 p.m eastern time and then next week we'll be back on our normal schedule tuesdays from 8 30 9 30 p.m eastern time you can find us all the week long all over social then. media wait here's hoping <laughs> we're on facebook at the fantasy football sherpa fan page on twitter at the number four thn inches show at fantasy underscore sherpa and jkim16 you can figure out who's who there. Of course, if you miss an episode or you just miss the sound of our voice, your commute's long and you need a, need some company, we are always here for you wherever you can find your favorite podcast. And, of course, on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you can find our show page there. Uh, this week, Night show we 198. Yes, we're, we're closing in on 200. These are the historical things that matter, people. Blue the kitten, 200 shows. We're getting there. <laughs> We've only done two of them. Yeah, you know. But we've got four teams on by tonight. Uh, 
including the Eagles, who generally are taking up a large chunk of our injury report. So maybe we'll shave a few seconds off here. Uh, But the Eagles, Bengals, Browns, and the Rams are all on by this week. So we'll fill your holes there. Uh, I guess we should just just dive right into the old injury report. Worth noting that the, the COVID seems to be running rampant around the league again after last week where it was kind of quieter. Uh, we've got three teams at least, well, really, I guess five now as of this recording. Five teams who are, are currently affected. Uh, probably the Packers are your most troubling as of this moment because they are your Thursday night game. As of right now, uh, running back A.J. Dillon has tested positive. Uh, they, they quarantined a few guys, but it turns out that running back Jamal Williams is one of those who was in, quote, close contact with A.J. Dillon. Remember, everybody uh, is in affiliated with any of these teams are all wearing those little wristbands that tell you when you're coming in close proximity of people so that when someone tests positive, they can retrace and, and do a kind of virtual expedited contact tracing, if you will. Uh, so Jamal Williams is out this week as well. So they are very thin at running back. Might have been a good idea to try to get one today, but it looks like they couldn't get any deals done. Allegedly, they were trying. Uh, the Ravens put seven defensive players on the COVID reserve list today. Not ideal. There is a chance some of those guys could be back uh, for the game this week. If you're not symptomatic and you test negative, you only have to quarantine for five days. So since they were put on today, there's an outside chance to get some of those guys back, but they're going to be very thin at linebacker otherwise. Uh, the Browns have been having virtual meetings with some players uh, who were potentially exhibiting symptoms. Nobody's reportedly positive there yet, though. And the Cardinals as well are dealing with some potential symptoms. And then the Broncos, their front office is getting ravaged by uh, COVID. They didn't have their defensive coordinator or one of their offensive assistants last week because they both were positive. John Elway tested positive today, as well as CEO Joe Ellis. Uh, they both apparently have symptoms. They're quarantined, but something's going on in, in uh, Denver. Keep an eye on that as well. You don't want to see any players pop up there. So hopefully it will be quiet on the COVID front from here on out, but you never know. Also, for those who have been wondering, and I'm sure you all have, so Quan Barkley finally had his surgery to pair his torn ACL uh, earlier this week. Turns out you have to wait for the swelling to go down, which we all know, but it turns out his surgeon is actually also the Dodgers team physician. So he was a little busy with the World Series and all. So he's freed up. Saquon's knee is now uh, all put back together so he can begin his recovery process and hopefully stay out of bars. Cut into his party. Yeah, it's going to slow him down for a little bit, but he's in LA. So I'm sure he'll find a way to maximize it. Um, Tevin Coleman was activated off IR for the 49ers last week and then promptly re-injured himself. He left the game with an injury. He is not going to play this week. So 49ers' woes are lengthy. They have more than $80 million on IR currently of cap space after Jimmy Garoppolo got did not re-aggravate his high ankle sparing. He actually acquired a new one, supposedly. I'm not entirely sure how you do that, but he has a new high ankle sprain. He's going to be out at least six weeks. Not looking promising for him. Also, George Kittle broke He'll a bone in, in his for the foot. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. George Kittle, however, but... feeling, a, feeling a lot more optimistic about him. Uh, he He broke a bone in his foot. The doctors are saying he's going to be out eight weeks and that he it could be season-ending. They put him on IR. He thinks he'll be back in two weeks. I like how crazy he is. He'll play through just about anything. I'm thinking we may see him before the end of the, the season. Uh, so Nick Mullins is now your starter in in San Francisco. D.J. Beathard's winning the wings, not a cowboy, so you no know, could be his time. Also, Jordan Reed designated a return from IR. This is a week he is coming off of injured reserve and looks like he's going to play. Yeah, good timing. Also, he and Nick Mullins have some good chemistry, so I'm feeling really good about that. In New Orleans, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, who's recovering from coronavirus, is going to rejoin the team this week and start practicing. It looks like he's on track to play Sunday. Also looks like Michael Thomas will be back, again, barring a setback or a fight, but it looks like he's going to be be out there as well. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin is, quote, week to week after finger surgery last week. There's a, a chance he plays. They're saying it might be a 50-50 chance, so keep an eye on that. Uh, big injury in Baltimore. Not only do they have coronavirus running through them, but left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who just signed a gazillion-dollar deal about three days before Sunday, 
was carted off the field this week. He broke his ankle, and his season is done. Unfortunately, that is not great for Lamar Jackson. Uh, in Indianapolis, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton left the game on Sunday with a groin injury. He's going to be monitored as the week goes on. They're not sure whether or not he's going to play yet, so you're going to need to keep an eye on that. Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay left the game with a hip injury. He's already ruled out for this week, and they're actually bringing Mohamed Sanu uh, on Monday. He came in for a workout, and they're they're looking to fill holes. So that's not a great sign for Kenny Galladay uh, going forward here. The Raiders lost their right tackle, Trent Brown, after an issue with a pregame IV that went wrong. Um, he some, They somehow got had air enter his bloodstream. He needed immediate medical attention, was wheeled out of the locker room, uh, and hospitalized as of Monday night. He was still in the hospital. So, I mean, this guy's had a bad string of luck here. It's, that's not great. Um Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew, uh, we talked about last week, and was already ruled out last week on their bye week for this coming week. Uh, it turns out that not only uh, is he dealing with a strained ligament in his right thumb, he also has multiple fractures. How he can do so much to one finger, I'm not entirely sure. He's tried to play through it, probably, you know, because he might lose his job. But uh, clearly it was impacting his play. And so rookie quarterback Jake Lutton out of Oregon State is going to get the start this week. I don't know if you remember, he threw about a gazillion touchdowns his senior year there. So I'm cautiously optimistic about it. A gazillion might be more like 28, but it was a lot in Tennessee. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys, who you may remember just got off the COVID list, took a very scary hit that left him briefly unconscious on the field. Uh, He's he's moving around now, definitely has a concussion, not a very good chance he plays this week. He got his bell rung in a big way. Uh, Post-game, after the Colts game this week, Frank Reich said that running back Jonathan Taylor has, quote, a little bit of an ankle issue. What exactly that is? It seems to be hampering him. He didn't have a big day. Uh, They're not sure whether or not he's going to go this week, so have a plan B there. The Rams running back Daryl Henderson left the game with a thigh injury. They're on a bye this week, so they're hopeful that that will get them rested and healthy coming out of their bye week. Uh, 49ers, like we said, are dealing with a lot of injuries, especially at running back. Jarek McKinnon is healthy, but he's dealing with, quote, tired legs. So uh, being the workhorse isn't going well for him. So Michael Hasty seems like he's in line for a good week this week. Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater took two pretty dirty hits, got a uh, Knocked around pretty good on Thursday night. He got kicked in his previously injured knee, got a forearm shot to the back of the head, sat out a couple of plays, but he did return. So he's a little sore, but it looks like he's going to play this week. Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley left Thursday night game as well with what they're calling a mid-foot sprain. It looks like he's on track to play. He's pretty confident he can play through it, but keep an eye on that going into the weekend. Um it looked like earlier this week Andy Dalton was going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys, and then today they put him on the reserve list with that concussion, so he will not be playing quarterback for the Cowboys this week. It looks like for the moment they're leaning towards Cooper Rush, who was just brought back to the practice squad. He's thrown all of, I think, three passes as a Cowboy, but he was also on the practice squad with the Giants. Uh, he's He's been hanging around Jason Garrett. I, I just He's back. They seem hot on him. It looks like he may be under center this week. Whoever it is, I don't know if they're long for this world against that Steelers defense. Uh, the Seahawks wide receiver, Philip Dorsett, had surgery on his right foot today to clean up some bone spurs. They're unsure if he's going to return this season. Whew. We're almost there, people. <laughs> uh, it looks like that... Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, like I said, he's dealing with that injury. It, it's looking as if he is more doubtful than he is going to play. Also worth noting that out in L.A., the Chargers are dealing with a big defensive issue here with defensive end Joey Bosa is in the concussion protocol. They're not sure if he's going to play this week. I I, I would hope that, uh, that he's going to heal up and, and be out there, but hard to say at this point. Um, the eternal question we ask every week about why Adam Gase still has a job, the Jets seem to be all in on him. They put out a statement saying he's part of the future. He and Sam Darnold are their future. They're very invested in them. I, 
for the life of me, can't understand it. They're still winless, and it looks like they're going to stay that way for a while. Also, Sam Darnold is still dealing with right shoulder injury uh, issues and injuries. He's having another MRI, getting another second opinion. He says it feels sore, but he's expecting to play this week. He's going to practice. Um, they're saying it's a re-aggravation of his previous injury. Uh, please don't be starting Sam Darnold. Uh, it looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be back this week from his high ankle sprain. We've been teased for three weeks with this. It looks like he is good to go, barring a setback this week. Also in Seattle, we talked about last week that they were um, pretty deficient at running back. <laughs> they are hoping that Chris Carson uh, is hoping to play this week. He's going to test his injured foot on Friday, see how it responds, and from there they'll make a decision. Uh, that doesn't sound super optimistic to me. <laughs> Um, and uh, worth worth noting, just for things that may be interesting for you down the line, Arizona tight end Max Williams is coming back off IR. Uh, the Eagles signed tight end Hakeem Butler. Since they, they are not healthy at tight end either. And in Miami, I know they just traded away Isaiah Ford, but Antonio Callaway, whose suspension was recently lifted, is set to start practicing this week. So uh, maybe he's back in the fold. It, it's not looking great. There's a lot, a lot of holes to fill. How are you feeling about the waiver wire this week, Sherpa? <laughs> um, there's, there's plenty to uh, recommend. So that's, I guess, the flip side of all the injuries is that a lot of players that we wouldn't have really given a second thought to earlier in the season are now all of a sudden front and center on the waiver wire pickups. So maybe we should uh, get to some of them. Yeah. So let's starting go. with. Starting with running back, um, I, Damian Harris for the Patriots has a matchup against the Jets this week. Michael Hasty, Carlos Hyde still available in a lot of leagues and supposedly healthy enough to play for Seattle this week. Gus Edwards, um, if it were either just Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins, you know, you'd have a real uh, potential fantasy stud on your hands, unfortunately, for um, the two of them and for their fantasy owners, they're splitting the work and therefore uh, neither one is as valuable as they might be in a different situation. But uh, Gus Edwards, if he's out there, um, is at least a flex worthy option for you. JD McKissick, a nice matchup against the Giants this weekend. DJ Dallas, another Seattle back. Wayne Gallman, Duke Johnson, Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins. Um, and if you're uh, willing to consider people on a buy, if your record is good and you can stash these guys, uh, Cam Akers or Malcolm Brown with the Rams are possibilities. And then if you're really, really, really in a deep league and uh, desperate, uh, Brian Hill with Atlanta, Tyler Irvin with Green Bay, and uh, Tremaine Pope with uh, the Chargers are all out there too in most leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you. I wish we knew who was going to be the guy between Gus Edwards and J.D. McKissick. I, I lean a little bit towards J.D. McKissick, but like you said, it's it's reminiscent of the Mike Shanahan era in Washington. You never know who's going to get the ball there. Yeah, that's. I mean, I like Edwards' upside, I guess, potentially more than Dobbins, but um, we'll see. You know, I guess either one of them could take that job and run with it, pun not intended. But um, as of this point, they're still in a timeshare. And then, you know, who knows when, uh, you know, when they're going to get Mark Ingram back. So that further complicates that. But if there's a ground game you want to be invested in, it's probably the Ravens. But just not sure yeah. that, uh, you know, that uh, Gus Edwards is the one who's going to be the main beneficiary of that going forward. So anyway, on to wide receiver, uh, Lots of options. Corey Davis still out there in a lot of leagues and seems to have uh, kind of, um, you know, come up with A.J. Brown at least as a wide receiver 1A option for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Alan Lazard (laughs) due back from injury potentially this week for Green Bay going up against a banged-up San Francisco team. Cole Hardman for Kansas City. Uh, Keelan Cole, hard to – recommend him with uh, a rookie quarterback under center, but um, he's definitely had some good games this season. Same thing with LaVisca Chenault, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Rager is on a bye, but somebody who's you know, shown flashes in the couple games he's been active for this week. Darnell Mooney, another guy uh, from Chicago, hasn't gotten much publicity this season, but has worked his way up in front of um, 
Um, um, it's worked its way up in front of Anthony Miller as the Bears' second wide receiver option. Um, Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, Marvin Jones, uh, Traquan Smith, uh, Hunter Renfro, Denzel Mims, Larry Fitzgerald, Jacoby Myers, Zach Pascal, and then Braxton Berrios and Deshaun Hamilton. If you're in a really deep league, those are all options that I would consider off the waiver wire this week. Yeah, all good ones. Uh, we saw Alan Lazard okay. when he's healthy can certainly get in a lot of targets. Hunter Renfro I like a lot too. So a lot of good options at wide receiver. Yeah, um, quarterback-wise, I like Derek Carr's matchup against the Chargers this week if you need to stream somebody due to buy or injury. Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Nick Mullins, Nick Foles, Tua Tagliola, Vialoa, uh, I'll get it right one of these weeks. Philip Rivers <laughs> and uh, Jake Luton are uh, the other uh, quarterbacks you may want to consider. And Jake Luton only because he's going up against the uh, Houston Texans defense. Yeah. Hard, hard to recommend him in that situation. I mean, I'm I'm crazy enough to tell tell you to start him on your daily fantasy team. So let's get wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So tight end wise, uh, Eric Ebron is probably my favorite option this week among people widely available on the tight ends, widely available on the waiver wire Uh, combination of the situation he's in and also the opponent this week. Uh, Logan Thomas with the Redskins had a touchdown in the first matchup against the Giants a few weeks back and they get them at home this time. Dalton Schultz, Trey Burton, Jordan Reed would probably be higher up on the list if I knew for a fact that he were healthy. And then if you're looking to stash somebody, uh, Austin Hooper or the Browns has a buy this week, but could be useful down the stretch. Yeah, I'm with you. I like if Eric Ebron's out there, he's definitely top of my list. Logan Thomas and Jordan Reed, uh, I like a lot as well. Jordan Reed's never truly healthy, but I'd take a flyer on him this week. Well, he had a couple nice games earlier in the season. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. If he's healthy, that job is his for the rest of the season. But the oh, likelihood sure. of that being the case for more than a week or two. George Hill thinks he's coming weeks. back in three weeks. <laughs> well, I have news for him. The, well, you know, anyway. Might, might All right. And as far as, <laughs> yeah, you, you might want to have a plan B. Um, I'm thinking so. As far as defenses go, I like assuming that they're actually playing this week, Green Bay matching up against San Francisco, Tennessee against Chicago, Washington against the Giants, Giants against Washington, Arizona versus Miami and Houston uh, at Jacksonville. Those are defenses I would look to this week if I were looking for someone to stream. I'm with you. I think you hit them all. All right. Before we get into the player rankings for the week, you know, a lot of, People, if they can't find what they're looking for on the waiver wire and they're fortunate enough to have a, a, a spare quarterback on their roster that they're, you know, or a spare wide receiver or running back that they might be willing to move to upgrade somewhere else, um, what, what's your philosophy about trades? Are you a, a big trader or do you tend to you rely more on the waiver wire and make smaller moves? I'm I'm not a huge trader. Um, I I like to stick with the guys that got me there. Uh, I am am very good at drafting players who have season-ending injuries, though, unfortunately. So I tend to, at that point, just just play the waiver wire as much as I can. I just I don't know. I don't love trades. I just feel like there's it's never never quite the right fit for me. But um, I I know some people like my brother loves a trade. Every week he's trading somebody. So what about you? Are you more on the trade side or the, the waiver wire more side? More on the waiver wire side, but I guess this year just with so many holds and so many people's rosters, you know, above and beyond just the normal injury and by week related yeah. things, you know, I probably would be a little bit more open to it, you know, especially in a dynasty league. But for instance, I'm looking at a guy like Leonard Fournette, not quite sure what to make of him coming into the season. He looked like he could be a top 15 top 20 running back then he gets cut signs with a Tampa Bay team that has a lot of depth and you know stuck behind Ronald Jones and then all of a sudden this week it looks like you know maybe he's starting to emerge as their lead back there would you consider taking a flyer on someone like him and if so what would you be 
willing to give up for him in terms of a wide receiver or a tight end, say? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably give up a wide receiver for him before a tight end. I just feel like there have been so many tight end injuries, it's hard to find somebody that's that's got a really good situation. Um, I, I'm lucky enough in one league I'm starting a tight end in my flex spot. <laughs> but, um, I, for somebody like Leonard Fournette, it's tough. Uh, well, it, it being Mark Andrews as my second option is – know better than a lot of the injury options but although he hasn't had a very good season but that's beside the point I'm hoping it bounce back but uh yeah I mean it's it's tough yeah I'd probably give up a wide receiver before before a tight end in that kind of situation but then would you make it a challenge trade somebody like a Debo Samuel or would you be looking to get more back for him than, than someone like that no, I mean, I think I think somebody like Debo Samuel is probably comparable. It's just, it, for me, Mike it'd Williams be someone or... who, yeah, someone who's got a, a kind of similar situation. Like, I'm not going to give up, you know, a, a sure thing number one, you know, wide receiver or like a T. Higgins or something like that. Uh, but somebody like Debo Samuel has got some upside, like Leonard Fournette does. That that makes a little more sense to me. What if you had somebody like a Jalen Rager? Or... Somebody like that? Would mm-hmm. you give that up for a, a running back? No, I, I like I like the upside of Jalen Rager. I don't know if I'd be ready to part with him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, let's go on to uh, some player rankings then. So, running back, uh, why don't you start us off this week? Who do you like? Uh, Dalvin Cook, who seems to be the entire Minnesota Vikings offense after that game last week. It was Dalvin Cook versus Devontae Adams, and unfortunately Dalvin Cook won that matchup. Uh, I like him a lot. I like the matchup against the Lions. Christian McCaffrey coming off IR. Uh, As long as they say he's good to go, I'm fine putting him in my lineup. Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and James Conner rounding out my top five. Obviously that matchup against Dallas is just made for fantasy points. At six, I've got James Robinson in Jacksonville. Uh, Aaron Jones, if he plays, that's a very big if, but if he does, I want him in my lineup. Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, and and, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, kind of begrudgingly in my number 10. Okay. I agree with you about Dalvin Cook. I also have uh, Derek Henry and James Conner in my top five, right, second and third, respectively. Uh, David Johnson, fourth on my list. Jack, Josh Jacobs, fifth. Chase Edmonds, also on my list at six. Miles Gaskin at seven. Zach Moss, who had a nice game for the Bills last week, uh, gets Seattle's defense at home. Eight. Um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards uh, checking in at nine and ten on my list. And if I knew for a fact either one of them was going to be the the lead back, then they would be ranked much higher on my list, and the other one wouldn't be on the list. But and then a whole bunch of honorable mentions this week, Justin Jackson, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Levy and Bell, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. So, again, if I had more clarity on some of these running back uh, by committee situations, I'd like these guys an awful lot. But given that there's a lot of sharing going on, it's it's kind of hard to start any of these guys with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Backfield by committees are the worst. Um, as far as players to avoid this week, Jonathan Taylor is at the top of my list. I'm I'm not sure what to make of this whole ankle thing. I don't like it. I don't like the matchup. Uh, so I'm staying away from him this week. Jerick McKinnon and his tired legs, even if he is the healthiest human on that 49ers offense, I don't want any part of it. Latavius Murray, Alexander Madison, uh, Brian Hill, Gus Edwards, like you said, I just don't know what's going to happen there. Jordan Wilkins, Frank Gore, uh, Wayne Gollum, and Mike Davis. Top 10 last week on the avoid list this week. Okay. I have Ezekiel Elliott at the top of my avoid list this week. I don't week, blame you. I really not, don't. Thank you. Happy, <laughs> but I'm not anticipating that the Cowboys situation is going to get much better this week no. going up against no, the Steelers it's... defense, but we'll see. Uh, DeAndre Swift, also on my avoid list. Melvin Gordon, James Robinson. Todd Gurley, Michael Hasty, Damian Harris, Jarek McKinnon, and Adrian Peterson. And yes, I did recommend several of those guys off of waivers, but that was with the idea that you had a hole that you wouldn't be able to plug uh, with anybody else on your roster. So if you need them to pick them up, go ahead. But uh, if if you're not uh, forced to start them, my preference would be not to. Yeah, I'm with you there. Waiver wire picks are not necessarily the guys you want to 
you want to start unless you have to. And generally, if you're picking them up right now, you have to. So that's that's why there's some overlap there. <laughs> okay. I'm moving on to wide receivers. wide receivers. Devontae Adams at the top of my list, again, assuming that yes. game gets played. Tyreek Hill, two. DeAndre Hopkins, three. Will Fuller, who was not traded, four. Adam Thielen, five. Juju Smith-Schuster, six. Stephon Diggs, seven. Tyler Lockett, eight. Mike Evans, nine. DK Metcalf, ten. And a whole list of honorable mentions. The A.J. Brown, Corey <laughs> Davis tandem. The Keenan Allen, Mike Williams tandem. And Chase Claypool, all getting honorable mentions from the Sherpa this week. You're getting on gold stars left and right. I like it. We're getting close to Thanksgiving time. It's almost time for our, our turkeys, but right now we're, we're getting We missed trick-or-treats last week, so we have to get our turkeys uh, lined I know. up. we gotta, we got to really double down on turkeys. <laughs> really bring it. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that also going to be our 200th show? No, that might be a week before. No, I think it's the week uh, before that. <clears throat> yeah, we can week. pretend it is. That'd be too much. That'd be too much, too much for one show. Couldn't be contained. Um, things that can't be contained. Also, Devontae Adams at the top of my uh, must-start list against that San Francisco defense, for sure. Uh, again, a cranky Aaron Rodgers, not somebody I want to be playing. Stefan Diggs at two, DeAndre Hopkins at three, Tyler Lockett and Keenan Allen rounding out my top five, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, as long as he's out there, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Adam Thielen rounding out my top ten. Okay, my avoid list for wide receivers. Um, sorry, Jan, I've got Amari Cooper at the top of it. Brandon Ayuk. It's a sad world. Evo Samuel. <laughs> Keelan Cole. LaVisca Chanel. C.D. Lamb. Kenny Galladay. Marvin Hall. Tim Patrick. And uh, um, Michael Gallup. Uh, Nikhil Harry. And Jacoby Myers with uh, dishonorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to recommend... <clears throat> even like purgatory for any of the Cowboys wide receivers because A, you don't know who's playing quarterback, and B, there's just very little chance they're going to get to a second or third read without being crushed. Uh, so pretty much stay away from all of them, especially with not knowing who's going to be the guy. You don't know who's under center. You don't know who's who's got any kind of connection with. Um, Pass rush. Also staying away. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's bad. Someone posted a picture online of uh, the – like Grim Reaper with a Sith knocking on the wearing a Steelers logo knocking on the Cowboys door after a trail of blood from all the other doors of the teams they've beaten this week and it just felt very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's gonna be tough days for Dallas. <clears throat> other wide receivers I'm looking to avoid, uh John Brown in Buffalo, even with that being a high scoring game. Antonio Brown, uh, I know he's back, it's great and all, but it's still – you have no idea what he's going to look like on the field. I also am not entirely sure what that offense is really doing yet. Um, all of the Cowboys wide receivers, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Keelan Cole. I'm staying away from most of the Jaguars receivers, not named DJ Chark, because, again, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to get there. Darnell Mooney in Chicago, McCole Hartman, Christian Kirk, and Danny Amendola. Might be his birthday week, but I don't think he's bringing a big fantasy point. Okay. How about uh, quarterbacks who do you like this week? I've got Russell Wilson at the top of my list and Josh Allen a close second. Clearly, I think that's going to be a pretty high-scoring game there. Patrick Mahomes at three, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray rounding out my top five. Justin Herbert out in Los Angeles, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, and Lamar Jackson checking in at 10 this week. Okay, I actually have Ben Roethlisberger at the top of my list this week, um, as you can imagine. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, until we get to the scores, you'll love me even more then. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. first, Patrick Mahomes second, Deshaun Watson three, Aaron Rodgers four, Kyler Murray five, Josh Allen six, Derek Carr seven, Russell Wilson eight, Lamar Jackson nine, and Justin Herbert ten. So we had quite a bit of overlap in our list, yeah. just slightly different order. And honorable mentions, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Kyle Allen, and Sam Darnold which I know is going to make you fall out of your seat. Oh. Wow. Okay. Um, I I don't want to start Dan- Sam Darnold. I don't, I don't want to put him in an honorable mention or purgatory or anywhere, but I, I understand it, like, matchup-wise, but I just I can't get behind it. Uh, he's it on my board. It requires a leap along. of faith, I'll grant you that. 
I mean, I, I'm saying to start anybody who plays quarterback for the Jaguars. I get it. I'm not the most sound of mind. <laughs> so there's that. Although I will say that Jake Luton is on my avoid list along with Cam Newton, your boy Sam Darnold, uh, Drew Brees, Nick Foley and Dynamite, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Nick Mullins, anybody who plays quarterback for the Cowboys, pretty much anybody who's playing for the Cowboys right now. <laughs> Ugh, ugly. All right. I also have Newton and Luton on my avoid list along with uh, Newton, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> the loot loot combo, um, <laughs> along with Matthew Stafford, Drew Locke, Nick Mullins, and uh, Cooper Rush. So both teams will have a pass rush or a passing rush in that game. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, tight end. Um, Travis <laughs> Kelsey at the top of my list. Robert Tondren, sure. second. <laughs> Darren Waller, third. Hunter Henry, four. Mark Andrews, five. Hayden Hurst, six. Logan Thomas, seven, Eric Ebron, eight, Rob Gronkowski, nine, and your pal, uh, Mike Kosicki, uh, ten. Yeah, honorable Mike Kosicki's in my purgatory, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I have honorable mention tight ends, Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph uh, combo, uh, Jordan Aikens, Tyler Croft, and Greg Olson. Okay, we've got some overlap. Not some, but we got some. Uh, I also have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, Darren Waller checking in at two, TJ Hawkinson. Rob Gronkowski and Mark Andrews rounding out my top five. Noah Font uh, coming in at six. Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, Hayden Hurst, and Johnu Smith rounding out the top ten. Okay, my avoid list for tight ends, I've got Evan Engram at the top of it. Uh, Jordan Reed or Ross Dwelly, whoever starts at tight end for the 49ers. TJ Hawkinson and Noah Font both wound up on my avoid list. Jimmy Graham, Ian Thomas, Trey Burton. Moali Cox, Dalton Schultz, and Jack Doyle. So all all of the uh, Colts tight ends and uh, Cowboy tight Everybody. Ends. Yeah. There's a lot of bias going on here. <laughs> Not a lot of healthy receivers in, in Indianapolis, but I think I think they did use up most of their scoring last week. Uh, I have Jared Cook at the top of my avoid list, Robert Tanyan's on my avoid list, as well as Logan Thomas, Trey Burton, Dalton Schultz, Greg Olson, Irv Smith, at uh, all. Kyle Rudolph, who I thought would be doing more than he is this season. Jordan Aikens, Tyler Eifert, and Will Disley. Okay. How about uh, defenses? Who do you like? Uh, well, the Steelers are certainly at the top of the list. Uh, the Patriots coming in at number two. Washington Football Club. Uh, I know it's the team, but they sound like a soccer team to me this way, and I like it better. Uh, the Cardinals, Ravens, Colts, Titans, and the Chiefs. Did you bring your tears? Yeah, yeah I did. There's somewhat um, similar teams on them. Uh, Pittsburgh is alone at the top tier, as you might have uh, imagined. Um, yeah. And uh, I've also got <laughs> Houston in a tier. You know, I guess I could put that in the same tier with Pittsburgh. Then next tier has Green Bay, Minnesota, Atlanta, and the Jets in it. And my last tier has Washington, Tennessee, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay, and those are my recommended defenses for this week. Everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, I'll just be over here listening to every rose has a thorn over and over until the Cowboys keeps over this week. Um, I, uh, I've i got the Bears at the top of my avoid list this week. I think Ryan Tannehill looks a little out of sorts this week. I don't think that will be the case this week. Uh, the Falcons also checking on the avoid list, as well as the Dolphins, Lions, Buccaneers, Chargers, 49ers, Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Jaguars. I guess I'm not loving my I've got the, this week. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. The Cowboys are at the top of my avoid list. Jacksonville, Carolina, Miami, Detroit, Seattle, Chargers, Bears, Cardinals, Saints, and Patriots rounding out my avoid list for this week for defenses. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I know it's a, a tough time. Gardner Minshew's hurt. The Cowboys on. aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few we're going to disagree on here. CJ Beathard isn't <laughs> starting. I know. I, I don't have a whole lot going for me this week, uh, but, you know, we're going to find a way. We're going to find a way through this. And I'm hoping we do see CJ Beathard. Josh Allen is still playing. 
Doc Allen's okay. Ryan Tannehill's out there. So there are some some lights in this dark tunnel that we're in currently. <laughs> okay. So um, <sighs> as mentioned before on the game picks, as you yeah. spoke of before, the Packers – uh, 49ers game is the Thursday night game. Assuming that game does get played, uh, it would be not easy a lot to pick of uh, run game going on there. No, I think it would be easy to pick this to be a blowout, but I'm just not sure that uh, that's going to be the case. I think the Packers win this, but maybe not by as much and not as uh, high scoring game as as you might think. I'll say that Nick Mullins, uh, since he's already had some time under center this. Uh, season manages to keep it respectable. So I'll go with a final score of Packers 27 and uh, 49ers 21. And uh, just to interrupt for a second, uh, last week was a pretty tough week for uh, Pickham, uh, even yeah. picking winners, lots of underdogs winning, but uh, you did best me by two games, which enabled you to uh, leapfrog me in our um, season long standings. You are now one game ahead of me at uh, 71, 40, 71 compared to my 70, 48, and 1. So just thought I'd uh, give you uh, credit where credit is due there. Well, the good news is I think we're going to have a fair amount of differences this week, and I don't know which way it's going to go, but, you know, we're still in the thick of it. <laughs> um, getting back to the Thursday night game, uh, I maybe Devontae Adams can play running back. I'm not really sure, but – uh, I also had the Packers winning 28-23. I just they're a better overall team, uh, and like I said, I'm I'm really just rooting for CJ Beathard to get in this game. No hard feelings, Nick Mullins. You're just not my guy. Okay, next up we've got the um, the Vikings who suddenly realize that they have a all world running back in their backfield yeah. who's what the healthy, heck, guys? and that, that might be a better option for weeks. them than. The, might be a better option for them than uh, having Kirk Cousins throw 30 times a game. But anyway, uh, hopefully they'll keep it going this week uh, at home against the Lions, who one week they they look okay beating Atlanta. Next week they look like they're in uh, disarray. Um, But I'm going to pick the Vikings mainly because they're at home and because they have a running game, and I'll go with them to win this uh, by score 30-21. to I've got Detroit winning this in a very close one, 30 to 28. I don't think either of these teams are what they looked like last week. I think they will come back a little bit more to reality. Um, and I, I just, Detroit, what the heck happened? They have to be better this week. There's just really no way they can get worse. So I'm going with the, the Lions in a very close thriller of a fourth quarter win. Okay, next up we've got uh, Atlanta at Denver, uh, excuse me, Denver at Atlanta. Atlanta looked pretty good, especially on defense in the game against Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina last Thursday night. Um, both these teams missing key wide receivers. Cortland Sutton's out for the season. Tim Patrick has been out for a couple weeks now. Um, Atlanta, Calvin Ridley banged up. But uh, I just like Matt Ryan's experience um, a little bit more in this game. And I think Atlanta will win this by a field goal. I'll say final score, Atlanta 24, Denver 21. We all know I'm not picking Atlanta because I have made a very strong case that I will not be burned by them again. Um, But even if they weren't anti-Falcons, I think I'd still be picking Denver to win this game. I think they're a better team than people give them credit for. I think uh, Drew Locke clearly has been to the Peyton Manning Rocky Top School of Dancing. We saw some great awkward celebration dancing last week. And I think that gives him the edge. Clearly that is a quarterback that is finally comfortable in his own skin and in that offense and under center there. And I'm taking Denver to win 28, 24. This is hard hitting science. I'm bringing to you guys. <laughs> so uh, can't wait to hear what you'll tell us about Houston at Jacksonville. Get excited. Again. <laughs> we mentioned Jake Luton before starting against uh, Houston. Houston's defense, not the greatest in the world, but I'll take them going up against a rookie quarterback. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to go nuts in this game and you know, throw for 500, possibly 600 yards. And I'll go with uh, Houston to win this in a blowout. I'll say Houston 34, Jacksonville 17. Okay, hear me out on this. <laughs> I'm taking Jacksonville to win this game 27-24. 
I think it's going to take a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Jake Luton is a better quarterback than people think. The fact that this offense has much more potential than we've seen in the last two weeks because, well, three if you count the bye, because Gardner Minshew has been hampered with this devastating thumb injury that we, we did not know the severity of. So I think that they're poised for a huge upset. This offense is going to break out. DJ Chark is going to have a fantastic game. And I think that Jake Luton is going to be the difference here. I think it's going to happen. Deshaun Jackson might have to make a mistake or two, but I, I think Jacksonville's going to steal one here. I'm speechless. <laughs> if you're just, right, just I'll give you. Just when you think, I can't, I can't get a way to find the craziest things to tell you. I come back with something like this. I would never even seen take a snap. So here we. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we've got the Redskins <laughs> hosting the Giants. Much as I want to pick the Giants at this point, yeah, both these teams probably in contention for a top five draft pick, along with the Jets and about ten other teams. But I'm going to go with Washington to uh, get back in the NFC least race here with uh, and avenge their one point loss in the Meadowlands a few weeks ago. I'll go with. Uh, Final score, the Kyle Allen's 27 and the Daniel Jones is 24. Listen, I'm taking And uh, Blue the, has just joined us. Oh, Blue Kitten's showing up. Perfect timing, Blue. Because I am taking Daniel Jones, the best quarterback in this division, to beat the Washington Football Club 21-17. I think they're coming out. I think your your Giants are on a heater right now. I also would like to say, since we're talking about the top five draft picks, that I really respect – uh, Trevor Lawrence's decision to give himself coronavirus to give himself a reason to come back to school and not have to go be the just quarterback. I think that that is true dedication to your craft right there. <laughs> well, he's, maybe he'll reconsider if the Cowboys end up with that top pick, but we'll see. Maybe. I'm just saying. That's part of I might Jerry give Jones myself coronavirus to not play for a, that Jets team right now. We're going to. They're going to renounce their rights to Dak and let uh, Trevor Lawrence take over the clown show next year. You know what? I don't hate it. <laughs> I just I just want to say I think it's a real power move by Trevor Lawrence. Those headbands, they really give you some good ideas. <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up, we have a team between two, a game between two teams that have no hope of getting a top five draft pick this season, nope. and that would be the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seattle might not have uh, much of a defense at this point due to injuries, but uh, they certainly have an offense that uh, can go toe-to-toe with just about anybody. But uh, And yet I'm going to pick the Josh Allens to win this game at home. Not quite sure how or why. I think it's mainly a testament to my lack of faith in Seattle's defense. It's hard to pick against uh, DK Metcalf when he goes off like he did last week, but then you remember that uh, two weeks ago against uh, Arizona, he was pretty much invisible except for that uh, touchdown saving uh, tackle. He had more yardage on that play than he did uh, in receiving. He had about five times as many yards on that play as he did. They should think about having him play both ways. Let him play defense and offense. I'm just saying or maybe they could just have like a designated guy that runs out on the field when your um, team throws an interception. <laughs> there you go. That would be a very USFL-like rule, but it would certainly. I don't hate it. I had XFL season tickets. Look I'm like in. a hockey I'm in for the weird. Let's do change. this. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I'm going to go with Buffalo and the Josh Allen's to win at home um, by a field goal. I'll say Buffalo 30, Seattle 27 is. Uh, I think Seattle's offense is going to become pretty predictable in this one. Well, we also don't know who's going to play running back for him, which is tough. And the Buffalo defense really is not a bad little defense. So I'm wasting out and taking the fighting Josh Allen's very similar score. I've got him winning by a field goal. I'm scoring a few more points. I've got him winning 33-30. I think this is Josh Allen coming out party. This is when people are, are really going to buy in. He's going to beat a good quarterback. I thought that was the Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys last year. That was his breakout game, I thought. I mean, way to kick us while we're already down. We, we, we don't have enough to be sad about well, as Cowboys and... fans. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is payback. Well, you're still ahead of us, or at least tied with uh, the Giants in the standings. So 
Actually, mm-hmm. you're ahead of us. Yeah. You've won a non-division game. So. Shockingly, on a three-game losing streak, we are not the worst in the division. <laughs> well, you're still in second place, essentially. Yep, yep. It's not pretty. But it's not All right. Next up, uh, Chicago at Tennessee. Tennessee started off 5-0, and lost two games in a row. Chicago also started started off uh, on with a, a nice unbeaten string. has gotten roughed up a little bit lately. I think uh, Tennessee is going to have a successful rebound at home this week. I'll go with uh, Tennessee and Derek Henry and A.J. Brown and uh, Corey Davis and Ryan Tannehill to pull this one out 28-24 as I continue to I not have same score, much faith actually. in the I, Bears. I am I'm shockingly not picking Nick Foles to inexplicably win a game, which he, he really almost did, almost against the Saints last week. Um, but uh, I'm I'm also picking Tennessee to win 28-23. I think this is more of a defensive battle than people think it will be, but Tennessee is certainly going to bounce back from a, a sort of rough showing last week. They're going to get it together on the offensive side of things. Okay, next up we have uh, Carolina, well-rested Carolina team traveling to Kansas City who uh, actually had a bye week last week playing the Jets, although they did have to actually show up and put 35 points up on the scoreboard. But uh, this week figures to be a little bit more of a challenge for Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but still think they're going to win this game very easily and score. No, I I don't. We don't want his mom calling into the show, even though we haven't given out a call in a number of years, but she might figure it out. (laughs) So anyway... I'm going to uh, go with uh, the Chiefs to score almost 35 points again. I think McCall Hardman getting integrated into the offense, maybe even Le'Veon Bell uh, makes a call into the end zone this week. But uh, I'll say uh, Chiefs by 10, uh, Chiefs 34, Carolina 24. I've got the exact same score. I think having Christian McCaffrey back is going to be great. Um, but I think this offense is going to kind of have to refine its footing. And Kansas City is not necessarily a team you want to be doing that against. Also not in Kansas City. This is just a tough week for this all to come together for Carolina. I do love me some Teddy Two Gloves. He is a little banged up, though, and I don't think this is his week. I've got Kansas City also winning 34-24. Okay, um, Baltimore, hosts, uh, Baltimore on the road against Indianapolis. Uh, Baltimore's lost a couple of games that uh, arguably they should have won this season, but uh, I think, you know, even though Indianapolis has a pretty good defense, I just think uh, Baltimore will be able to run over them eventually, and I'll go with Baltimore to win this uh, by a field goal. I'll say uh, um, Baltimore 27, Indianapolis 24. I've got a little more scoring in this. I think Baltimore certainly bounces back. Uh, they should have won this, that game last week. They should have won a couple this season. Um, but they're going to get back on the winning way against Indianapolis, who I don't know what team showed up last week, but uh, the Lions didn't do a whole lot to stop them. I think Baltimore certainly will put up more of a fight. I've got the Ravens winning 31-27. Okay. Um, next up, we've got the first of the – Sunday late games, we've got Las Vegas at Chargers, who seem to, uh, year after year, find new and creative ways to throw away games in the fourth quarter. But uh, And I think they'll find a way to do it again this week. And I'll say that uh, Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr have a, a good game and uh, outshine Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I'll go with the final score here of uh, Raiders 30, Chargers 27. We're right along the same line. I don't think this Raiders team's getting enough respect. They are a very good team, and like I said, I think Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs are going to have a very good game, even against a tough Chargers team on the road, sort of. <laughs> but I've got I've got the Raiders winning 31-27, so we're we're right in line there. Okay, um, Arizona hosting Miami. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, uh, and but I'm going to go with uh, Arizona. At home, I like uh, Chase Edmonds stepping in for Kenyon Drake. I like what Kyler Murray is doing. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins obviously hasn't had Mr. Beat uh, adjusting. Um, it's a little sad to see Larry Fitzgerald uh, kind of becoming a third or fourth option in the passing mm-hmm. game. You know, Christian Kirk and, you know, definitely uh, passed him by, but still uh, nice to see him uh, on a winning team at this point in his career. And I'll go with uh, Arizona to take this by a field goal. Final score, 
Arizona 31, Miami 28. Uh, I'm, I'm taking two in a row for two, a two for two at Tonga Vailoa. Miami's going to win a, a good game in Arizona. I think they're going to play well. I don't think the defense is going to be as good as they were looking last week. Um, but I have Miami winning 20-23. That offense is getting a little healthier. The wide receivers are a little less banged up, which is very nice. And while I like a lot of things about this Arizona team, I think they are prone to to getting beat here. I think there's a chance that we could Miami may steal another win. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time attributing last week's win to Tua. I mean, it wasn't. It was the defense. But the I think this week is going to be him. All right. Well, um, we shall see. Uh, next up, yeah. um, the game, probably the less said about this, the better, but Pittsburgh's oh. at Dallas, and I think this is going to be a blowout, and one of the biggest uh, blowouts of the season. I'm going to go with a, a palindrome score. I'm going to say Pittsburgh 41, Dallas 14. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be ugly. There's not a lot to get excited about here, um, other than it, it eventually will be over. Uh, I have Pittsburgh winning 34-13, mainly because I don't think the starters are playing this whole game. Um, I, I don't see think you see a whole lot of them in the fourth quarter. It's just it's a mess in Dallas. It's just bad. So moving on. Okay, moving on. Uh, Sunday night game should be an interesting one. The Saints, uh, fresh off their road win in Chicago, uh, have another tough road matchup in. Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, short week, um, although they will be wearing the same color jerseys, presumably, as they were in the Meadowlands last night. Uh, but uh, anyway, I think the Tom Brady's will uh, prevail here by a field goal, maybe a little less scoring than people would have uh, presumed, but I'll go with uh, Tampa Bay 27, New Orleans 24, and uh, Antonio Brown, I think he'll fit right in, but, you know, I wouldn't expect them to have, you know, 10 catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. I think, you know, more like four or five catches for 70 or 80 yards and possibly a score, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to set the world on fire right away, and I think, you know, once Chris Godwin is back, he's probably option three there, but uh, Tom Brady might have other thoughts. Yeah, I mean, they are roommates living in Derek Jeter's house, uh, so you never really know. Um, both these teams got a little healthier this week. I like the chemistry of the Saints a little better than the Buccaneers. Just there's a lot of moving parts. They don't seem to all be on the same page yet. Yes, they look good, but uh, I think the Saints are going to come in and take one on the road. I've got them winning a very close one, 30-28. Okay. And then to wrap out the wrap up the week in the Monday night game, oh. we've got the Jets hosting <laughs> the Patriots awful. and what – <laughs> Sounds like a really unwatchable game, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, the Sam Darnolds and the Jets, if they're going to win a game this season, this is going to be it. Wow. And this is the New one. England, huh? New England, I, I just, I, I think they're uh, playing on uh, Fumes, uh, Belichick. I, I don't see that he has any rabbits left to pull out of his hat here and, I'm going to go with the Jets to win this in a mini upset. I'll say Jets 27, Patriots 21, mainly on the pa- I mean, on the strength of the passing game. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm I'm not sure I can. I agree. I can say a lot of things with a straight face, but I don't know if I can pick Sam Darnold beating just about anybody right now. Uh, this New England team is a mess, and clearly Jared Stenham is not the the world beater and amazing quarterback people were sold on in the off season uh, because if that were the case, Cam Newton wouldn't still be playing quarterback here for the New England Patriots. Despite that, I think that the New England defense is a little better than the Jets, uh, and that's going to be the, the deciding factor here. I've got New England winning 17-10 in a game that is kind of unwatchable, but we're all going to watch because it's Monday night and there's nothing else going on. Uh, so it, not oh, the best way be, to end uh... the week. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, not the best way to end the week, um, but we uh, got certainly, hopefully, more good things ahead for next week. We've got a couple of daily fantasy picks here for you as well. <clears throat> like I said, we always try to give you some value picks so you can hopefully maximize your dollars there. Jake Luton, I'm a big fan in Jacksonville. I think the, the price could be very right with the right stack. I'm liking DJ Shark a lot. 
Uh, Drew Locke, Justin Herbert, both good value options at running back. Antonio Gibson in Washington. James Conner is priced very well for the matchup this week. Uh, at wide receiver, like I said, I like DJ Chark, Preston Williams. Marvin Jones in Detroit with Kenny Galladay out, Tim Patrick out in Denver and Chase Claypool, a tight end Eric Ebron, Logan Thomas, and Jordan Reed. Defensively, uh, Washington, Tennessee, Arizona, Green Bay, all good picks. If you're looking for stacks, the Jaguars, Lions, Bills, and Steelers, all going to be good value plays there. Uh, So thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, We'd love to hear how you feel about some of these games that we are very, very much on different sides on. Uh, So feel free to find us all week long, all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM6 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We'll be back with you at our regular time next week, Tuesday from 8.30, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.